Hey, hello there. My name is Aaron, and welcome to the Swollen Busy Podcast, where we talk everything about weight loss and how to make you a healthier person. So today, my friends, we're going to be talking about grocery shopping. The reason why we're talking about grocery shopping is because it's something that is so critical when it comes to weight loss. And, you know, everyone talks about diet, 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 but no one ever talks about the actual act of getting the stuff to go dieting. So that's exactly going to be delivering to you guys today. But before I go into that, I will want to talk a little bit about the biology, okay? So I'm going to be talking about how hunger affects your decision-making, the role of this little hormone called ghrelin, which is simply just a, a hunger hormone. Now, hunger can affect our decision-making because when we're hungry, we cannot make sound decisions. I know this may sound very obvious, but it's something that a lot of good idea to go grocery shopping when we're hungry, as you can expect a result for a disaster. The main problem is when we are hungry, we're complete impulsive. When we're hungry, we're more impulsive, resulting in us looking for things that give us instant gratification. For example, buying a box of cookies, then getting in the car and destroying the box of cookies. But the reason for this is not really your fault. It's rather just the way we're wired. So as we all know, there's this little thing called dopamine, but dopamine is a reward center. So essentially what happens is whenever you do something that is quote unquote, that your brain enjoys and it gets satisfaction from, you get this little thing in your brain called dopamine goes off. You know, it's a pleasure center. And a lot of people are like, oh, but I just want to give her my dopamine. The problem is if you don't have dopamine, you literally have no purpose to life because dopamine is a very important thing that we have. And when we don't have it, life is literally meaningless. So now you're probably thinking, what does that have to do with anything? That's where we go into things. So there's this little hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin is the hormone that signals to you when you're hungry. A little thing you can remember this is think of grr. When you're hungry, your, your stomach goes grr, that's ghrelin. So basically there's this little hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin communicates with this thing in your brain called your hypothalamus. Essentially from there, the, the problem is there's a, a 15, there's a 10 to 15 minute delay. So basically what happens is your brain is your, this hormone called ghrelin is telling your hypothalamus that you're hungry and you need food. As a result, you then go eat food, but the problem is you can continue to eat, but you could be full, but the reality is you're gonna keep on eating because in order for your brain to realize that it's full, it can take anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes. And once you realize that you're satiated, that's when this little hormone called leptin comes in and says, hey, you don't need it anymore. Now, when you're hungry, your body is looking for things that are high fat and high calorie because it needs an instant pick-me-up because your, your body is meant to be functional. And if you look back at it from prehistoric times, like the, the earliest man did not have the luxury of going to the grocery store. So if you could get something that was high fat and high calorie, that would be amazing because it'd be an instant pick-me-up. The problem is now in the modern world, we don't have to worry about that problem anymore. Like we have grocery stores. The problem is our brains have not changed yet. They have not had enough time. So as a result, we still are looking for those things that are high in fat and high in calorie, which is why we have a weight problem now in pretty much the entire world. And also the reason for this is because our brains perceive things that are high fat and high calorie as being more enjoyable and being more satisfying. Which leads me to my to our next point. The thing that happens, the real problem of being hungry is cognitive function is impaired. What happens is we essentially lose the ability to make logical decisions. You know, that's pretty much exactly what cognitive function is. It's just our brain making sound decisions. Obviously, you can make bad decisions, you can make good decisions. The problem is when we're hungry, we focus less on long-term goals and we focus more on short-term goals. And as you all know, losing weight is a long-term goal. It's not short-term. And something that's really interesting is whenever we're hungry, we actually take more risks. Very interesting, but if you really think about it, it makes sense. When people are, they are, in, they are willing to do anything to get food, when if they weren't, they would not. And the reason for this is because the reality is you cannot live without it. So whenever you are hungry, it's kind of strange. Your body kind of goes in a state of survival and it will, it's willing to do anything, even if it means sacrificing weight loss in order to get 
a quick feeling of dopamine. And I'm sure you guys have seen it before on the Snickers commercials, they're like, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Snickers, you know, that's actually true. When, we, when we're hungry, we're actually more likely to have mood swings and experience like fluctuations in mood. The problem is when you're hungry, you're more irritable. Overall, you're just more tired. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you have a person that's well-rested and you have a person that is not well-rested and you have both these people do the same exact activity and they both have the same skill level, the person that's more well-rested with more energy is gonna perform better every single time. Same exact thing when it comes to being hungry. You can have the same exact skill level as somebody else, but simply because you're hungry and you have less energy, you're gonna perform not to as high of a standard as the person over here. And if you didn't think that being hungry and going shopping wasn't bad enough, here's another thing to add on top of your plate. When you're hungry, like I said before, you make your decisions aren't as logical, resulting in more impulsive buying, which is exactly why, if you haven't realized yet, before you go to the grocery store, very simple tip to make things instantly more effective, just simply eat something before going to the grocery store. I don't care what it is, preferably something healthy, but even if it's unhealthy, it's better to go to the grocery store on a full stomach than on an empty stomach. Because moral of the story is, if you go to the, to the grocery store hungry, you're gonna buy more food and more stuff you don't need, which can result in more waste and overall you eating more because you don't wanna waste it, resulting in this vicious cycle. I don't know about you too, but it also has a, a big problem it has to do with it, is our upbringing. I don't know about you guys, but the way I was raised is, my grandmother would be like, you don't leave the table until you eat it all. So now we're adults and we have the same exact belief, which is terrible because we're now put in this state of being a child and we're like, oh, I can't leave the table until I finish my play because I was taught not to waste food. And yeah, that's all great and dandy when you're a kid, but the problem is that is not sustainable long-term. I mean, imagine this, imagine if every single thing you would have had, you were completely full, but you still force yourself to eat more simply because you were taught to. That is something terrible that results in nothing but negative health effects in the long term. So if you have that, if you're raised like that, I completely get it. But I'm telling you, it is okay not to eat your entire plate. It's not wasting it if you just put it aside. Even if you were raised in that way where like, I don't want to waste any food. That's perfectly fine. I don't like wasting food either. Instead of just finishing it all, pretty simple. As soon as you feel full, take your food, put it in storage, put it in the fridge, like in a container, and eat it later. And there's a little interesting thing I, I found when I was researching for this podcast, and that is there's, there's this thing called regret, regretful purchases. I never really thought about it, but essentially what happens is, like I said earlier, when you're hungry, your cognitive, your cognitive function is not as effective. So essentially what happens is, you go to the grocery store, right, and you buy things and you end up regretting it. But it's a common decision, and one of the other dangers of being hungry when you go shopping is, you may, like I said earlier, we all know at this point that when, you go, when you're hungry, you're less rational. And when you're less rational, you're more likely to make sound decisions, which is the exact problem. Because when we're hungry, we're more likely to avoid getting healthy choices because it's not convenient. Because in the, in the moment, we're only thinking about getting something quick. So instead of going for you know the, the meal that you have to cook, you just go for something you have to throw in the microwave. Not to mention, hunger can lead to inefficient, inefficient shopping. Because essentially what happens is you'll be looking around and you'll be seeing all these things are catching your eye because you're hungry. Like, ooh, that looks good. And that's another thing. While we're on this topic of talking about what looks good, that wants me to, that's, it leads into my next point, which is talking about how we can beat the grocery stores at their own game. Because if you haven't realized it yet, but a grocery store is a business. And don't get me wrong, business is an amazing thing. It is the only, one of the only things in history that has consistently led innovation. But that's a conversation for a different day. Rather, grocery stores are meant to make money from you. Keep this in mind. So all the greatest grocery stores in the world have studied marketing because they know if they wanna make more money, they have to set it up in a way that forces you to spend more money. So when it comes to the grocery stores, you need to understand that a grocery store is set up in a way that way you'll 
you'll have to buy everything because they know the only things you really need, you know, are like eggs, milk, flour, and oil, and, and meat, and like vegetables. If it was that simple, why wouldn't they just put all this stuff in one place? The reason why they do not is because they want you to go around the store, see all these other things that you don't need, and then that's when you start impulse buying. That is exactly how grocery stores make money. They don't make it from, you know, the high quality stuff. That's where their lowest margins are. For example, a grocery store makes way more money from you buying cereal than from you buying meat. I don't know that much about grocery stores, but I'm just assuming because I've worked in the restaurant industry. That's I know that's how it works. You make money from the small things, not the big things. Now, while we're on the topic of the grocery stores, I want to talk about this thing real quick, which is about how grocery stores increase impulse buying. Now, I know this is going to be hard. But I want you to do your best to see the least amount of food as possible. I know this may be hard because some of you truly love food. I know food is a huge part about life, but if you can see less food advertisements, try to. Because the problem is, as soon as you see something, for example, you see you know, a fast food ad, you start to think about that. And especially if you're kind of addicted to it, you, you think about it all day, and the only way you can stop thinking about it is by its by getting your needs satisfied by going to the store and actually getting it. But I don't wanna go into that too much because right now we're talking about grocery stores. But when it comes to grocery stores, watch out for the people where they're like, hey, do you wanna try this? If it's not a single ingredient food, like if it's something like zucchini and like apples together, okay, feel free to go try it, but just be aware of the sugar. Anyhow, but always be careful with that because what they want you to do is they want you to try it, they know you're gonna love it, and then from there you're gonna then go buy a bag one time, and then you're gonna love it again, and then you just keep on buying it over and over again. And you lead in this vicious cycle of another thing that you end up really liking that you don't need. Now, some of these things you can't control, but I'm gonna say them anyway, because they are good to know. When you go into a grocery store, or if you just look around, you're probably gonna see beautiful images of food everywhere. Just be prepared for that. You need to emotionally and mentally be prepared for that before you walk into the store. Because if you don't, they will catch you and then they'll get you. And also this is gonna be something, probably one of the most challenging things I'm gonna say in this, but it's very important. And that is I want you to detach yourself. To try to detach the memories from food. I know this sounds like a strange thing to say, but the problem is what a lot of the, the marketing really is in grocery stores is they'll connect, for example, like when you I say turkey, you think of Thanksgiving. So people associate Thanksgiving with, you know, good family times for most people. And on top of that, they associate with the turkey. So turkey is more of an emotional food than the actual food that people truly love. Or, you know, like cranberry sauce, stuff like that. Try to detach your emotions and your memories from them and just try to make them more of what they are. Because reality is food is just food. Emotions and memories are a completely different thing. But I know it's also, it's often hard because we associate these two things with being together. But what I want you to try to work on is try to detach them. Because yes, we do end up having the same exact things in the same place. But the reality is you do not need one or the other in order to have unity. What I mean is you don't need to have turkey to have a good time with your family. So try to disconnect the turkey from a good time. Because it's oftentimes people will associate, they're like, oh, it was a good time because of blah, blah, blah. And then they'll, so for example, this example would be the turkey, and then they would then be adding it to their family. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this, this seems like it's starting to get a little confusing. And also cross promotion. So cross promotion is when, for example, they'll be trying to sell you the cereal and they'll be trying to sell you the milk at the same time. Watch out for these, because the reason for this is because they're trying to increase their average order value. They would just want you to spend more money. And the problem with this is, that's not really a bad example. The thing is, the milk is fine, depending on what kind of milk it is, but the cereal is not. And then that's where they get you at. Try to avoid cross promotions because what cross promotions are going to result in is just going to result in you getting more food that you don't need, unless it's something healthy. But usually, for least in the grocery stores I've been in, not many people love you know having zucchini chips. Instead, they rather have you know the things that are super high in salt, super high in sugar, and then that's why you got to be careful because those are the things that are going to be cross promoting. Not to mention brand recognition. A brand recognition is something that everybody wants, 
but it can be bad for you. Like for example, earlier I just brought up Snickers. You know, Snickers, I love them, but they're not the best for you. So try to be careful too with that. If we can disconnect ourselves, that's my main thing. Try to disconnect yourself from the food because you can still have a good time without having these certain foods that we love. All right now, so if I bored you with the facts, now we're gonna be talking about how you can actually implement this stuff into your everyday shopping life. But before you go to the grocery store anytime, I actually ended up learning this for the first time ever because I was trying to figure out ways on I could save money. And then I actually ended up realizing, I'm like, wait a minute, this is the perfect way to lose weight. And that's very simple. Just create a shopping list. What happens when you create a shopping list is you only buy what you need. And if it's not on your shopping list, when you get there, you do not buy it. I don't care what it is. Because what it does is it installs the discipline for you to learn that if you need something, you need to prepare for it in advance. I mean, this should be pretty easy. Planning takes... I mean, this part should be pretty easy. Planning should take you no more than five minutes. All you do is get out a piece of paper or open up notes in your phone or something and just jot all the things you need. And from there, if you're going to make any recipes, just make sure you plan out your recipes in advance. You can then put on your grocery shopping list the stuff you're going to need. So what I like to do is I like to put, like, for example, banana smoothie. And then under it, I'll put all the stuff I need for the banana smoothie just so I can kind of compartmentalize the stuff I need before I go home and start making everything. And if you haven't realized yet, very simple. Eat before you shop. Eat before you shop so you can make logical decisions and you can focus on your long-term goals. Because when you don't eat before you shop, you're less logical. Your kind of function kind of just goes out the window. Your brain's like, hey, whatever happened to that thing called being effective? Oh yeah, right now I'm trying to survive and I'm starving. I need food now. I don't care if it's high calorie, I don't care if it's high fat, I don't care if it's high sugar. I need something to pick me up now. And that's why we want to eat something before we go to the grocery store because we're also going to avoid all these things catching our eye and be less likely to make compulsive decisions. And when it comes to your grocery list, I want you to focus on primarily the flexible dieting model. Like I said in last episode, when it comes to flexible dieting, 80 to 90% of your diet should consist of healthy foods. Same exact thing when it comes to your grocery list. When you're creating your grocery list, I want 80 to 90% of your grocery list to be mainly whole ingredient things. You know, things like chicken, you know, rice, you know, things that nothing, no preservatives, no fillers, no nothing. And the other 10 to 20% of your grocery list can be whatever you want. I like to call these indulgent foods. So from there, it can be your, your chips. It can be your ice cream. But just know it can only be 10 to 20% of your grocery list. It actually just reminds me. I created a list of 50 junk foods that you can eat that are healthier than their normal alternatives. One of the big things for me is I love chocolate donuts. But it's actually funny because there's little things that you can get. Fudge sickles. I think they're only 10 calories per fudge sickle. And you can eat them and they taste exactly like a chocolate donut. And I love chocolate donuts. And these fudge sickles... Obviously, the only difference is they're cold, but and it doesn't have the texture of a donut, but it tastes exactly the same. So whenever I'm having a craving for a chocolate donut, instead of going and buying a donut, I just go into my freezer and I bust out a fudge sickle, eat one of them bad boys, and I feel completely fine. My craving for the chocolate donut just went away. So instead of having 200 calories, I only consume 10. For just by that, I end up saving 190 calories so I can then focus it on other stuff that I need to eat that's healthy. And I think it's also funny because if you reframe your mind like that, you can actually eat a lot more junk food because if it fits in only 10 to 20% of your diet, you can just eat a whole bunch of things that are unhealthy, but they're low in calories. So it doesn't matter. So you can have way more of them. The only thing I would advise when it comes to that is try to be careful and be weary of the sugar levels. But the nice thing about the fudge sickles is they have zero sugar, but the problem is with zero sugar, there's still a lot of other crap in there that still is bad for you, but conversation for a different day. Anytime you're thinking about getting a snack, make sure that you read the, the labels because the ingredients always tell the truth because it's the one part where they can't paint the perfect picture to influence you to get something. Because the reality is lots of these things that claim to be healthy and great for weight loss, they're super high in sugar. And even though they might not be high in calorie, they're high in a ton of other things that you don't need. And another thing is lots of times hydration can be mistaken for hunger. I know this is strange, but very simply by you being thirsty, your hunger levels can seem more heightened. Simply by drinking 
more water and being hydrated before going to the grocery store on top of having a full stomach is greatly going to decrease the chances of you making impulse decisions. And when looking for convenience, one of the things I suggest, which is going to be kind of controversial, but whatever, I would say look for frozen and canned options. You know, frozen stuff is more just easy, especially when it comes to making smoothies. But when it comes to canned stuff, for example, like sardines, they're, they're, I love them. They're pretty good. And they're, they're really quick too. All you do is open up a can of sardines, eat them bad boys. Or another thing is canned beans. The only problem is with a lot of canned foods is they're super high in sodium. So like I said, just watch the sodium and watch the sugar. And if this one didn't seem obvious enough, the only thing I would advise you completely eliminating is sugary drinks. You know, in flexible dieting, like I said, 10 to 20% of your diet can be whatever. But the, the problem with soda is, yes, it tastes good and it's, but this is reality. The only thing that soda is, is sugar. That's all it is. It's water with sugar in it. And the problem is it's just empty calories. So you're drinking it, but you're not actually getting any benefit from it. Unlike if you were to have a donut, a donut does have some benefits that, I mean, it's not that good, but compared to a soda, a donut is definitely better because a donut is actually gonna make you feel somewhat satiated versus a soda, which does literally nothing except for just add calories to your daily intake. And not to mention since it doesn't make you full. It's so easy to drink so much of it. And all you're doing is your cows are going, they're just skyrocketing. And I want to hammer this point home. Do not, do not quit stuff that you love. Because reality is, if you take junk food out of your diet completely, you are going to fail. Because eventually you're gonna be like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. And then the one time you break in, you end up getting one, and then you come back, you get two, and then you get three, and sure enough, you end up eating the entire box. So make sure you don't stop eating junk food. And not to mention some other benefits of going to this grocery store full art, you avoid overspending because you're not hungry. And from there, you can get a perfect picture of how much money you're gonna be spending when you go to, the, go to the grocery store. For example, for me, I know every single time I go to the grocery store, I get everything I need for only $100. And on top of that, it helps you avoid waste because you're not buying stuff that you don't need. Now, I know this episode has kind of been a whole bunch, so now I'm gonna give you some practical advice for weight loss. Plan ahead before you go shopping and create a list based on your meal plan if you have one or your recipes that you're gonna be eating. Or if you're just willy nilly and you just say, screw it, I'm just gonna go with the flow, just make sure you buy the core things that you know you're gonna need. For example, you know you're gonna need your meats, you're gonna need your, your fats, and obviously your vegetables, a whole bunch of other things. I want you to prioritize whole foods. Try to focus on things that are like single ingredients, you know, things that are not processed. When it comes to junk foods, make sure you read the ingredients because something may be claimed to be healthy, but it's not, it isn't actually healthy. And when you're shopping, I want you to focus on only 10 to 20% of your diet consisting of unhealthy foods. This means when you create a list, only 10 to 20% should be things that you don't need to live. Make sure you choose healthy snacks. If you need more healthy snacks, in the description below, there's going to be a link to a list of the 50 healthy snacks. From there, I want you to buy frozen fruits and vegetables for convenience. The nice thing is you can put them in the freezer and then from there, you'll have everything in bulk. So next time, you're like, hey, I don't eat broccoli because I ever got it in my freezer. Just go and thaw that bad boy out. And most importantly, I want you to experiment with new, new cuisines because the reality is eating healthy can be very boring at times. So just look up, you know, different kind of recipes from different cultures because there's lots of foods you can eat that are healthier and lower in calorie. And from, I would say the most important thing is if you don't like eating healthy, it's because you don't know how to spice your food and you don't know how to add herbs. Really put in some time to just get a general idea. Within about a 10 minute YouTube video, you can figure out a, like a general idea of how to season pretty much almost anything. And from there, you can eat healthy and at the same time, it's gonna taste good. So the reality is the only thing that really influences how your food tastes is how you cook it and the stuff you put on it. So if you just simply learn how to put the stuff on it properly, your food is instantly gonna taste better without adding extra calories or without adding extra sodium. And that's pretty much it. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really hope you did enjoy it. This episode did take some time to make because I was doing some research because I didn't just want this to throw it together because I know I've been giving you guys a lot of short content, but the reality is I also do enjoy doing the long form content. So I'm saying probably at least once a week, I want you to expect something more long form and more educational like this. But other than that, I would say every single day, expect at least something short, some real quick tip. And yeah, also real quick update. We are going to be moving into the studio very soon. So you guys are going to stop being in my in my room and we're going to get in this professional studio. I am so excited. And I just want to say thank you all so much for all the support because it would never have been possible without you. Only reason why we're moving into the studio is because you guys have been really eating up this content. And if you guys keep on watching it, we're going to keep on making it better and better and better. Every single day, we're adding more people to our team. And the reality is we don't even make any money from this podcast. The only reason why we have it is because we generally want to help people. That's why when I ask you guys to do things like please follow us or give us a review if you're enjoying it, it really means the world of us because this show only grows through word of mouth. I don't run any ads for this. The only way it grows is through social media and through you guys telling your friends about it. So please, 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 if you are enjoying the show, go share go show with five friends. I don't care if they're not trying to lose weight at all. The reality is there's something on here for everybody. We focus on helping people lose weight. The reality is these things are about health and health is something that everybody needs. So please, 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 if you did enjoy the show, go follow us on social media. From there, if you have any questions on Swollen Busy, I will get back to you personally. And from there, I'll, I'll answer your questions. And then from there, I'll then make an episode about the question that you asked me so that we can then help more people. Because chances are, if you're thinking it, someone else was just too afraid to ask. So then again, thank you so much for all the support. And I will see you in the studio. I can't believe I just said that. I'm gonna see you guys in the studio. Thank you so much. See you next time.